Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for the podcast today. Before we get going, I want to put some um, dates on your radar. On May 31st, I'm going to be with a dear friend, Rick Sharkey, in Spokane, Washington, and be doing leadership training. I would love to have you participate. On June 13th, I'm going to be in Lubbock, and I'm going to be with a great leader, Carl Toady. And if you're in that area, I'd love to have you come out and see you. On June 25th, I'm going to be in New Braunfels, Texas, and there on the Saturday, I'm going to be doing leadership training. So if there's any pastors down there, business people, can I tell you, it's going to be gold. You want to come. And then on July 10th in Roanoke, Virginia, all of these are great growth opportunities. Again, you can always go to my webpage. You can always call my office. They have my schedule. They'll make sure that you get the information that you need. Hey, today I want to talk to you about the growth factor, the growth factor. Now, when I talk about the growth factor, you have to understand the ultimate leadership question. Every leader, it doesn't matter whether you've been leading for one day or you've been leading for decades. The ultimate leadership question that every leader must ask is, am I growing? Am I growing? That is the ultimate leadership question. That question has to be repeated every day, every week, every month, every year, every decade. You've got to ask the question, am I really growing? It is the ultimate leadership question. It is the question that only a leader can ask themselves. So that question, are you growing? Well, that being said, I want to walk you through seven principles involving the growth factor. And I think that even though these are very simple to say, the application of them really defines your leadership journey. So let's jump into it. Number one, growth is personal. Growth is personal. First Peter chapter two and verse two, it says, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. What does it say? Desire. It's talking about your desires. Someone else's desires do not cause you to grow. See, here's the reason growth is personal. You can't delegate growth. I can't have someone else grow for me. If I'm growing, it's because I'm growing. It's not something that I can delegate. As a leader, I can delegate thousands of things but I cannot delegate my personal growth. I have to grow. And leadership is when you realize it is no one else's job to grow you. See, sometimes we have this mistaken idea that someone's going to walk into our life and when they walk into our life, it's going to be this game changer. Now, people at times can inspire us and people can encourage us and, and people at times can guide us. But the truth of the matter is, is that it's no one else's job to grow you. You have to grow you. It all starts with you realizing it's personal. I will not stay what I am because God has something bigger that he wants me to be. 
And it has to be personalized. It has to be personalized in the framework that I can't delegate this to someone. I need to desire that I want to grow and I need to make sure that I'm not looking to other people to somehow cause my growth. Growth is personal. And every day a leader wakes up, they have to ask the question, am I growing? Because in leadership, it's very simple. If you're not growing, you've become obsolete. There is no uh, intermediate plan here. Yesterday's knowledge is today's comfort zone. That's what we know. And so whatever yesterday was, it may have been the best day, but it's today's comfort zone. So the first thing, if you're going to handle the growth factor, you're going to have to just wrap your arms around the fact that growth is personal. It is something you cannot delegate. No one else is responsible to do it for you. You desire it. I want to grow. Number two, growth is intentional. It's very, very intentional. It's interesting to me when you study the Gospels, you see Jesus do something repeatedly. In Luke chapter 5 and verse 16, it says that he withdrew from the people and there he went to pray. To me, it's always interesting. What does God repeat? Because if God says something repeatedly, then I think there's a value that's being equated to what he keeps saying over and over again. In fact, I believe, if I've counted right, that there are seven examples of Jesus doing this very thing, where he withdrew himself there to pray. And so it's very, very intentional because there's intentionality that takes place when I say, hey, this is a fun group. This is a great, great moment that's happening right now, but there's something I've got to do. I've got to spend some time with God so that I can grow. I've got to depart from here. I've got to go someplace that most people don't want to go, and I've got to be alone so that I can grow with God. What we see in the life and ministry of Jesus is that he intentionally did this. He continually did this. He would do things that would cause him to have a sustainable pattern of growth. Now, in your life, growth has to be intentional. I've said it many times before. The only thing that grows by accident are weeds. See, I don't have to plan to have weeds in my backyard. Weeds are going to show up. What I have to be intentional about is if I'm going to have grass in my backyard, then I have to do some things that are going to involve removal of weed, and then I'm going to have to do some things that are going to involve the fact that I am going to fertilize what is there so that it begins to flourish. So if I don't remove the weeds, if I don't fertilize the grass— I'm not going to have grass in my backyard. Why? Because weeds will grow without a plan. But grass has to be cultivated. It's intentional. Well, growth's that way. 
I have to put into my life that which is necessary to eliminate some things and to cause other things to flourish. So growth is intentional. Number three, growth is uncomfortable. If what you're doing as your growth plan isn't making you uncomfortable, then you're not growing because growth is uncomfortable. See, growth makes you think in ways you've never thought before. It makes you talk in ways you've never talked before. It makes you have discipline in places you've never had discipline before. Now, here's the thing. In Isaiah 53 and verse 2, it says about Jesus that he was a root growing out of dry ground. Do you get that? He's a root growing out of dry ground. What do we know about plants that grow? They need water. They don't grow in the absence of water. Yet it says about Jesus, he grew as a plant growing out of dry ground. Now, what that's referencing is, is that he grew even where it wasn't comfortable. He grew even where it wasn't natural. He grew where it wasn't a place that it would seem that growth could take place. See, growth is uncomfortable. In fact, if I could inject a thought here, I find that a lot of people think relearning an old truth is the same thing as growing. In fact, there's a lot of people, and I watch them, they read the same kind of books over and over again. And see, when you're growing, you put yourself in new places and new positions because growth requires that you are uncomfortable to think things you've never thought, to think in ways you've never thought, to communicate in ways you've never communicated, and to have disciplines that you've never had. So let's just simplify the growth factor. Growth is personal. You can't delegate it. Growth is intentional. You've got to do it. And growth is uncomfortable. And so if you are going to grow, those are going to be characteristics of the growth factor. Number four, growth is continual. Growth is continual. In Luke chapter four and verse 16, it says about Jesus and it says he went to the temple and he picked up the book to read as was his custom. Well, before I walked in here, I wanted to reconfirm that in the Greek where it says, as was his custom, it literally says, as was his habit. See, success is the ability to do things repeatedly so that you get the benefit as it begins to compound. And so Jesus made it his custom. He made it his habit to be in the temple, to not only be in the temple, but to be reading in the temple. And so, as I like to tell people who are young, because we live in this adventure society, uh, what have you done? Let's, let's post the newest adventure, the greatest thing that we've done. 
but success is the ability to handle boredom. And the boredom is this. If you diligently hearken unto the Lord our God and do that which is right, what is diligence? The ability to keep doing something you know you're supposed to do even when you do not want to do it. Can you do the same things over and over again? I have a dear friend, John Maxwell, and he talks about his rule of five. Many of you've heard him teach it. And what he's talking about is just daily habits that he's built into his life that he does every day, every day. He doesn't take a day off from them. He does them every day. Now, can I tell you about things you do every day? They become boring. Can I tell you about things that you do continually? You think, do I have to keep doing this? That's why Paul wrote, do not grow weary and well-doing. There are good things that you need to do that you can grow tired of doing, but growth is continual. You've got to put it into play. You have to put it into play. And so growth is personal, growth is intentional, growth is uncomfortable, growth is continual, and growth is definable. See, when I grow, I'm not growing just in abstract. I'm growing in very, very concrete ways. We see this in Luke chapter 2, verse 52 about Jesus. What does it say? He grew in wisdom. And he grew in stature. He grew in favor with God and he grew in favor with men. So there was some very, very targeted, definable areas that he was growing in. Very definable areas that he was growing in. He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. He grew in favor with God. He grew in favor with men. So let me ask you, where are the areas that you are very, very strategic in that you need to grow? Where are those areas that you are putting the time in because you know you have to get better there? They may be personal. They may be family. They may be organizational, but it's places that you are putting in the time. Growth is definable. It is definable. You can define it. He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. He grew in favor with God. He grew in favor with man. Next thought. Growth is selective. Growth is selective. In Psalm 1-1, it, it gives us a negative, but it's trying to illustrate a positive. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, who does not stand in the midst of sin, nor does he sit in the seat of the scornful. What is that saying? It says that in life, there are places you want to be and there are places you shouldn't be. There are things you should do and there are things you shouldn't do. And the blessed individual is the one who selects 
and puts their life in the best place to succeed. So growth is selective. And what that means is this, what are the places you need to be in for you to grow? We've already talked about one with Jesus. He made it his habit to be in the temple. He made it a habit. Well, there are things that need to be your habit that you're selecting. There are places. So let me put it to you this way. Where are the places that when you're there, it inspires you to grow? Where are those locations? Let me turn it around. Who are the people that when you're around them, they make you grow? Who are the people? See, if there's any way to multiply growth, it is to put yourself in places that grow you and to surround yourself with people who grow you. Now, you can't delegate the growth to them, but what you can do is you can enhance your growth around them. So growth is selective. You put yourself in places that inspire you to grow. You put yourself around people who make you want to grow. So growth is selective. And growth is on the inside. The most meaningful growth that we gain is not when we become informed, but when we become transformed. When we become transformed, growth takes on a whole new level. And in Psalm 51 and verse 10, it says, Create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. What is it talking about? It's talking about interior growth. And interior growth is the kind of growth that begins to mobilize on the inside of you. See, a lot of people want to grow the exterior, but lasting growth is always the interior. You are a person who keeps growing inside. Because if I get bigger on the inside, everything else takes care of itself. So let me go over the growth factor. Growth is personal. Growth is intentional. Growth is uncomfortable. Growth is continual. Growth is definable. Growth is selective. And growth is on the inside. This is the growth factor. It is the question that every leader asks every day. Am I growing? So right now where you're at, ask the question. Are you growing? And if you're not, what of these seven protocols are being violated? And if you are, what of these seven protocols can be enhanced. What I know is the worst thing that you can ever be is a non-growing leader. What I also know is 
the hardest person to work for is a non-growing leader. Are you growing? When you get better, everything else gets better. That's what happens when a leader grows. Thank you again for joining me today. Again, May 31st, Spokane, Washington, June 13th, Lubbock, Texas, June 25th, New Braunfels, Texas, July 10th, Roanoke, Virginia. All of these are great opportunities. I'd love to see you there. Thank you so much for joining me for the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.